This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. This is Talking Travel. Barry Warwick joins me. Hello, Barry. Hi, Jane. Nice to be with you. It's great to be here. And thinking about travel, always a good thing to do, whether it's a long and winding road or the high seas, which I think is where we've got our first segment. Yeah, well, I thought I'd talk about uh, cruising in Asia today because basically um, Star Cruises have had a a cruise ship operating out of Singapore for some time and they've just put the Libra on. Um, It's uh, it's new to the area and uh, basically it will go uh, from uh, Singapore, Port Klang, which is Kuala Lumpur, um, then it, depending on which fortnight that you go on, it will uh, go up to Phuket, uh, come back to Singapore, then um, go to Langkawi and then back, or sometimes it substitutes Langkaw- Penang for Langkawi. So it's just a nice little seven-day cruise that you can do, and um, I just thought that I'd let people know what they actually get on a, a ship that does that sort of cruising. And basically, um, this ship is a 42,000-ton ship. Um, it's 216 metres in length. For people that are into those sort of facts, it's 28.4 metres wide. Its average cruising speed's 19 knots, so it's that's fast. about... Yeah, that, it, it's quite a good speed. It's got two stabilisers. It's got bow, two bow thrusters, um, full satellite navigation... And it's got 740 cabins. And when you've got cabins, you can take uh, double that amount in in the number of people. So you're looking at 1,480 people that fits on this ship. So it's not a small ship, but it's not one of the, you know, it's not too big either. So Does it have lots of stories worth of accommodation? Um, it does. It has has uh, quite a few decks, and I actually didn't bring that with me, the, the amount of decks. But um, just to give you an idea about restaurant and bars, uh, you know, on cruises you tend to overeat. It's very easy to overeat just having the three meals a day, but no, you can actually have more. They've got uh, the Blue Lagoon uh, restaurant. Now, it's 24-hour refreshment and snacks. Just in case you're hungry in between just, other meals. Yeah, I just can't imagine that it would do any business, but they, apparently they do. They've got um, Taipan, which is a um, exclusive lounge and restaurant. Uh, Coconut Willies, poolside bar, where, again, you can get, um, obviously, drinks and I guess you can get things to eat if you're just feeling hungry. Um, an international buffet restaurant. Uh, you've got a Lickety Splits, which is an ice cream bar. Um, a Chinese restaurant, the Ocean Palace, and uh, Four Seasons restaurant, which is Continental Dining. So you ca- they're, they're catering to just about every uh, every taste. Now, once you're finished at the restaurant, of course you have to do sport and fitness, don't you, to, uh, to get rid of those pounds. And they've got a gymnasium, sauna, massage, golf driving range, uh, outdoor swimming pool, two hot tubs, uh, the jacuzzis, and on the sports deck they've got a jogging track. Well, you get those all the time, but also a basketball court if you feel like bouncing a ball around. And having some company while you're exercising. Exactly. Now, I can't imagine sort of trying to play basketball on a ship, but, you know, I'm not a basketballer, so... Um, and what about the ports that they go into? Um, sometimes a port area can be just a little bit uh, dark and dirty, or do they make sure you get to the nice parts? Um, you have the opportunity, and they, there are certainly excursions that you can do once you're in port. And obviously from Port Klang, 
most people would go into Kuala Lumpur, and Kuala Lumpur as a city is, I find, a really clean... It's it's almost as clean as Singapore, and I find Singapore is a squeaky clean city. There's not too many cities in the world that are cleaner. Um, this, this cruise actually calls twice into Singapore, um, then you've got Langkawi, and Langkawi is fairly small, and there's there's t- the the town area is not all that large, but there are, are certainly things that you can do to get out and around the island. And uh, Penang, um, Penang again is um, a fairly s- small town. Uh, you've got the resorts out on um, certain areas, but you've also got the Snake Temple there. And um, I can remember taking our kids when they were little and there's, you walk in and there's just snakes all around and I don't know whether they drug them or whether it's the, the incense that puts them in a dreamy, sleepy mood, but it's quite an interesting experience. Mind you, I drove in Penang and uh, used to get lost every time I uh, came out of the major department store. So, yeah, a good way to see Asia, I think. Now, Barry Warwick, we're thinking about car leasing as opposed to car rental. That's that's right, Jane. Now, uh, car leasing is predominantly out of um, France these days. Um, there's Renault and Peugeot have um, leasing deals. Uh, it becomes a good idea when you're into the long-term leases. You know, something of around about the order of 21 days, it starts looking much better than uh, a car rental. And some of the benefits are that you get a brand new car, so it's got unlimited um, mile uh, kilometres available for you to drive. Uh, it's fully insured with no excess in 43 countries in Europe. Um, there's no additional driver charges. Your minimum age is 18 years, and you know, with car rental, sometimes it's hard for um, 18 to 23 year olds to to hire a car, and there's no upper age limit either. And again, sometimes when people get in their 70s, uh, car hire companies are sort of reluctant to to put their vehicles out there uh, to those those um, people. So. It you, comes with 24-hour roadside assistance so and full factory warranty. The only downside that I would see in it is that you do have to do the services. So, uh, you know, your 1,000-kilometre service, you do have to put your car in um, while it's fully covered. You you know, it's time, I guess, that, that you've you got to... You f- need to spend a day somewhere, don't you, while it's happening, I suppose. Exactly, yeah. Mm. And time's always valuable. So that's one thing that I guess you should take into consideration. And I guess the other thing is people wonder why the lease. Uh, now, the reason is that I think from memory uh, that it's about a 30% tax on a new vehicle in France. And so what happens is when the vehicle's leased, that tax is then wiped, so they can then sell the car off later as a used um, demo, and they've saved the tax, so it makes the car much cheaper. And so it works for both parties. One person's getting a um, you know a cheaper rental for the the car manufacturer; they're saving the tax, and I guess the government's the only one that misses out. But <laughs> they seem to be happy enough about it. It's been going on for a while, hasn't it? It has been going on. I think almost as long as I've been in travel, and that's um, that's quite a few years now. Uh, picking up in France is free now. Sometimes uh, you know it's not convenient, always convenient to pick up in uh, France, and so uh, you may want to pick up in Belgium or. 
Um, you can even pick up in Great Britain, although that's and, – and they're probably the, the two ends of the extreme. If you want to pick up in Belgium, there is a, a fee, an additional 270 that you pay. But if you want to pick up uh, in Great Britain – that then raises to 625. And I really can't see the benefit of picking up in, in Britain because you've eventually got to get the car across. You know, it takes takes away the advantages that you're getting, I think, of, of the lower rental. But um, Are they left-hand drive or right-hand drive cars? Um, they're, yeah, they're the opposite to us, the right-hand um, drive. Left-hand drive. Oh, sorry, left-hand drive, yeah, <laughs> getting my left-hand drive. Um, yeah, so, so that would be more difficult in Britain too. Yeah, you, 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 everything's on the wrong side of the road for you. So, mm. um, but you can drive them into the forty-three different countries. So it's a great way when you're doing that extended touring and you want to do the driving. It's really a great way to do it, and and certainly when you get into the longer rentals uh, or the longer lease, um, the rentals just really, really can't compete. And um, you can choose your colour of your car as well uh, you can pick whether it's a diesel or a petrol and I just think that it is really a great way uh, for those that really want to drive and I'm not sure that I would want to drive in Europe but um, I think that it's a great way to see the countryside so mm. so there's the choice put that in there Yeah. Um, now just moving along I thought I'd mention uh, today also that um, today's the day that Qantas picks up its first A380 Ooh. so that's um, that's something I was invited to, um, to to the naming ceremony in Sydney but unfortunately I, I couldn't make it on the, the day but it will start operating out of Australia and it, um, on the 20th of October and it'll actually fly between Melbourne and Los Angeles. So it's a really nice aircraft. The configuration of it is totally different to um, to the Singapore Airlines product. So it would have been really interesting to see. Uh, they've got uh, what they a premium economy section in this aircraft. So you now have four levels of comfort because you've got your first class for those that um, can afford it and want to fly first class. You've got your business class, then you've got your premium economy, and then you've got your, you know, your regular economy. So mm. I think that it'll be uh, really well received. And there's certainly getting to be far more demand for the um, premium economy product these days because people are prepared to pay just that little bit extra to get that little bit of uh, extra legroom and comfort. And Qantas is certainly putting in additional services into that premium economy uh, with its own menu, etc. So, yeah, something very good. Sounds good. And that's yeah. Talking Travel for today. Yeah, thank, thank you, Jane. Thank you, Barry Warwick. And Talking Travel comes to you thanks to our sponsor, Travel World on King. After the one o'clock news, on to NURFM 103.7.